0: Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll free. 855 450 Free is the toll free number. That is also brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1 855 450 3733, and you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Unlike those other talk show hosts, Free Talk Live gives you the website free. All those other shows you got to pay five, six, seven, eight bucks a month. And So you can go and get all the archives, which are brand new, hosted over at SoundCloud now, which makes sharing them even easier than before. You get all the archives and the webcam and all the various different features that we have there, all for free at freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Bradley. All right. So, uh, once again, toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. And there's some disturbing news uh, right out the gate here tonight about something going on in major U.S. cities as uh, is being... Pimped out by uh, folks like the federal government, your loving government over at the Department of Homeland Security. Saw some of those guys today, by the way. It was in uh, Manchester. We can get into what happened there in a moment here. But the news from Infowars.com is that high-tech streetlights with Homeland Security applications are now being installed in major U.S. cities. Talking surveillance cameras... That Bark orders at passersby and can also record conversations are heading for U.S. streets with manufacturer-illuminating concepts announcing the progress of its IntelliStreets system.
1: It sounds like Judge Dredd.
0: Well, it sounds like what's already happened in the U.K. This is actually old news to the world because in the U.K., it's probably been a few years now Since we first reported on them having these talking cameras that have been installed, where they literally have some bureaucrat sitting in an office somewhere who's monitoring cameras, who can flip a switch on a camera and say, Oi, put that down, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Uh, Or no littering, you know, who knows what it is they're yelling at people, but uh, they can literally use these cameras to uh, to bark orders at uh, individuals.
1: What happens if you look at the camera and say, uh, you know, or what? Flip
0: at the bird. Yeah, I, <laughs> What are you going to do? <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, obviously, they'd probably have a tough time identifying you. I think it's more of an intimidation tactic than uh, than anything else. But it's creepy.
1: It's very creepy.
0: And so there's more news here. The the streetlights have uh, loudspeakers that can give audible warnings to individuals mimicking the talking surveillance cameras in the UK that shout out orders through uh, speakers' microphones telling people to pick up, litter, or leave the area. A recent press release put out by uh, AmarLux announces the company's partnership with Illuminating Concepts to further advance the rollout of IntelliStreets. The announcement confirms that streetlights will have a number of Homeland Security features, including the loudspeaker system that will be used to engage captive audiences. The built-in speaker can broadcast emergency information, says the press release, adding that smart-site luminaries can be equipped with a variety of cameras and sensors to ensure real-time 24-7 security coverage. The sensors detect a variety of threats that enable rapid response from emergency emergency personnel or help prevent crime gain control of the streets and this really shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody especially anyone that's been paying attention to international news we know the UK had already uh, the UK had already done that and of course anybody that's paid attention in smaller to large cities, has seen these red light cameras going up all over the place so it's not like it's a shock that there's a
1: police state being built around you it's just that this is the next step now the cameras can talk back well you said red light but you mean like surveillance right because red lights for for traffic tickets
0: well, sure. They say it's for traffic tickets, but they can still flip them on and use them for surveillance, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, there's been some really great studies. I believe I read one by Cato that talks about uh, you know the detrimental effect that having red light cameras has as far as increasing traffic accidents. It'll definitely oh, yeah. cre- definitely increase revenue, but also increase crashes and fatalities.
0: Now, you used to be a law enforcement officer for 11 years. Uh, did you ever work anywhere where they had the red light uh, cameras? You were no. out in the woods, uh, right?
1: No, in New Hampshire, they're actually not allowed. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it's specific. Specifically prohibited? Specifically prohibited, yeah. Huh. I wonder how the law enforcement officers would
0: feel about that because would it kind of cut into their uh, authority to some extent? Well,
1: I think it would be the police chiefs who would have uh, be the ones to advocate for it. But I mean, because they
0: get money, the money on the budget,
1: right? Well, I mean, typically, if you look around at law enforcement, it's the police chiefs that are the most unreasonable uh, out, out of the whole batch, and there's reasons for that because they're political appointees. But mm-hmm. you know, police chiefs, uh, you know, they want this Homeland Security money and they want to spend it on cool things like cameras that you know you. You can yell through a microphone and, you know, why have to pull someone over if you can just, you know, yell through a microphone and they can hear you on a speaker, you know?
0: Your thoughts are welcome here at 855-450-FREE. The press release, by the way, from this manufacturer... As that the smart site system developed to operate the IntelliStreet surveillance hubs is intended not only for street lighting, but also for retail malls, sports venues, college campuses, and in new construction, it might well be commonplace, they say, in the future. Not only can the street lights, now being rolled out in Detroit, Chicago, and Pittsburgh, with the Department of Energy backing it, act as surveillance cameras, minority report-style advertising hubs, and homeland security alert systems, they are also capable of recording conversations. You know what that's like? It's like jail. Yeah. Because when you're in jail, at least the jail I've been in, they got little speakers in every single room of the jail. But the speaker also has microphone in there. And at one point, the jail security, the head of security of the jail, was bragging about how he can flip on any microphone in the whole facility and listen to anything that he wants to. And it's true. So if he sees a group of uh, prisoners congregating somewhere, he can just flip on a nearby microphone and listen to what they're saying. Jesus. And so now you've got technology being installed in Detroit, Chicago, Pittsburgh, and probably more to come. Where they'll be able to flip on microphones all around the city and I would, listen to what you're saying.
1: I wouldn't doubt also that they can just, you know, have microphones constantly open in a state of, like, just basically listening to uh, tones of voices. And, I mean, since the early 90s they've, or the beginning of the 90s or before that, they've mm-hmm. been able to track down people based on just the uh, tone of their voice. You know, you could essentially uh, monitor someone at all times if you have the right microphones listening and see where people are.
0: This is, like, extra creepy because, I mean, it's bad enough for them to put cameras up everywhere. It's bad, it's worse for the cameras to be able to yell at you. And uh, it's worse still to have the cameras have microphones on them that uh, can at any time be used to monitor what you might be talking about with a friend or business associate or whoever it is you're walking down the street
1: with at the time. But then if you pull out a camera and try to record law enforcement, you'll get arrested. That's right.
0: (laughs) By the way, uh, according to ABC7, which is cited here over at InfowarsWXYZ.com, the ABC video clip featured at the end of the article features creepy footage of the streetlights being used to transmit Orwellian security alerts, including, pay attention please, please stand by for a public safety announcement, (laughs) and this is a security alert. You know, here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, one of the most annoying things about living here, probably one of the worst, besides the fact that the government exists, uh, (laughs) you know, besides that, that they're taxing people and throwing them in cages, one of the more annoying uh, parts about living here is the damn siren in downtown Keene. Now, I don't know, Brad, if you've heard this in any other places in New Hampshire. Do they have this
1: in other places? Yeah, a few places have it.
0: It drives... I, when I moved up here, I could not understand, and I still don't understand it. They've got this roundabout in the center of downtown Keene where there's a system hooked up to where the uh, the fire department, which is on a road right nearby. It's like right behind the the downtown roundabout. Uh, they flip a switch over the fire department, and it shuts down the intersection. So every light goes red at this, uh, this roundabout intersection. And then this klaxon starts playing. And it is... It's like an air raid siren. It is as loud as you can possibly imagine. If I live several streets away from uh, from the heart of downtown, and if it's late at night, I can hear that thing. If the windows are open, if you're right downtown, it's got to drive you crazy trying to go to sleep three in the morning. This thing will be just running like you know. If, if the cops or the uh, if the fire department has to go somewhere two in the morning, they turn the damn klaxon on. It's not enough to shut down the entire intersection. That, you would think, would be enough, right? You just shut down the intersection. Every light's going to be red. No one's going to go anywhere. People are obedient for the most part. They're not going to just run through the red lights. But no, they have to play a, you know, I don't know how many decibels it is. It's ear splitting.
1: It's too bad they couldn't play some, like, pomp and circumstance music of some
0: kind. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, But uh, that is annoying. Right there. Now you're going to have uh, bureaucrats barking orders at you through this. You're going to have Orwellian security alerts, homeland security updates coming through, just being blasted all around your city. This is I mean, for how, your protection. How crazy is this? It says they're being installed right now in Detroit, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. 855-450-FREE. That's the sacl cai toll free line. you can take control of the airwaves. Does this creep you out or does this make you feel safe? It's Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything you want. Toll free number here, 855 453. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. You can enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We've got a lot of them. Listening options are included. Live streams, you can get us via broadband, midband, or narrowband. So, three different stream bit rates for different internet connection speeds. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in that way. Also, you will you can learn about the over 100 great AM and FM radio stations carrying this show at various times throughout the week. Our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, where you can find us on two channels uh, all week long. And we've also got the KU Band Free to Air channel all across North America. That's available. The webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long-distance listen that way. Again, go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in. And bitcoins, you need to know about them. The FBI knows about them. There's a big uh, news piece in I think it was Tech Tech Dirt or Tech Crunch. I, I had it in front of me a little bit uh, a little while ago. Ars Technica, that's it. ArsTechnica.com doing a big piece on the FBI, kind of flipping out about the Bitcoin because, well, they know what it represents. It represents you being able to set yourself free from the government-controlled monetary system. The Bitcoin is not created by the government, any government. It is not created by a big corporation or even a small corporation. In fact, it's completely open source. It is open source. It is distributed. It is uh, peer to peer, meaning there's no centralized server to attack, there's no centralized server for the federal government to seize. It's unstoppable. At least that's the way it seems now. And uh, it's being used for all sorts of purposes online to uh, buy things that are above board and some things that are not so above board. You can go and learn more. WeUseCoins.org. It's an amazing technology that is changing the the face of what money is. WeUseCoins.org. And by the way, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, you can visit BitInstant.com. And again, our toll-free number here tonight is 855-450-FREE. We started out talking about uh, the creepy police state news coming out of uh, a number of different cities, actually, according to Infowars. Talking surveillance cameras are coming to U.S. streets near you. They may yell orders at you, bark at you, and tell you you know, what to do, where to go. I mean, they may be issuing... Homeland Security directives, Homeland Security orders and notices over loudspeakers in your local downtown. And it's pretty disturbing. So there's that news. And also, I was in the big city today, actually. I was out in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. For for New Hampshire, Manchester's the big
1: city. Yeah, that's our big city, all right. <laughs> and they got buildings
0: over five uh, stories tall there in uh, in Manchester.
1: Yeah, I think they got one that is like 20, uh, 26 stories, yeah, it's, actually. It's
0: like a real city. Yeah. Um, Keene, I I think there's actually a a ban on buildings that are over five stories tall. What happens if you build one that's six stories tall? They would probably come in there with men with guns and, uh, and stop you. I'm doing that. <laughs> so, uh, went to Manchester today to support Kate, who is uh, one of the actually local liberty-loving people who has kind of been activated by the Free State Project. Uh, she's real uh, close with uh, the folks over at Copblock.org, and also is one of the uh, the hosts of Ladies in Keen. Of course, we have Allie here on Friday nights, uh, so she does the show with uh, the LadiesinKeen.com. She does that show with uh, with Allie on Sundays. And Kate is, I think she is 18 years old, and when she was arrested, she was 17. She was arrested for the dastardly crime of standing on police
1: evidence... And Standing on police. Oh, you mean chalk?
0: Yeah, it was chalk. What was happening <laughs> was there were some folks that were protesting the police uh, abuse. Actually, they were. I think it was a murder uh, that they were protesting. It or was, it was that they savagely was, beat someone.
1: No, it was the incident that happened outside of Strange Brew, which is a local bar in Manchester, New Hampshire. They were they were protesting against um, some. There was an allegation that some off-duty police officers uh, who assisted on-duty police officers. The allegation was that that they were too rough. And I mean, the evidence was this guy who had a broken nose. And so they were there protesting for that.
0: They were. And there were several arrests at that particular incident. And a demo from coplock.org was arrested basically for walking away when a cop was trying to, uh, to talk to him. And there were a number of people that were arrested and charged with things like criminal mischief and disorderly conduct. Kind of these, these catch-all charges where you know they don't actually have a, a charge for chalking. It's yeah, chalk. I
1: mean, chalking in New Hampshire is actually completely legal. Is it uh, even the, if on
0: the side of the building? At the uh,
1: state level, yeah. See, this is this is it's strange. the The state law says you have to damage something, but I mean, if you put chalk on something, you know, there's actually a federal court decision from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals out, you know, in western United, the western United States. But there, you know, the New Hampshire's uh, criminal mischief statute says damage, and you know, children's chalk. Uh, causes about as much damage to the side of a building that it does to the ground. You know, the right. only difference is that it's vertical. But at the same time, you know, I mean, chalking the ground isn't found to be as disruptive by uh, the government as chalking the side of a police station would be.
0: Sure. And in fact, the cops, uh, one of the cops made the point that, you know, he took personal offense uh, to to what was going on. Really? Uh, today. So today was Kate's trial uh, in front of a jury. She's already been tried. The way it works here in New Hampshire is there are three courts. There's District, Superior, and uh, Supreme. And if you get charged with a Class A, what they call a Class A misdemeanor, you, since you're facing jail time, they then give you the option of having a jury trial. So first it goes to a bench trial in front of a judge at District Court. And he found her guilty at that time. And he charged her with or, or I guess, sentenced her to 90 days suspended Meaning that uh, she didn't actually have to go to jail on that sentence the 90 days. She would have to spend 90 days in jail if she's arrested for a misdemeanor felony or major motor vehicle violation within a two year period. So it was 90 days in jail suspended for two years. That was what the original sentence was. She decided she wanted to appeal that. So even though it didn't actually hold any jail time for her, she decided she wanted to appeal it to a jury trial.
1: I've just noticed you're getting really good at understanding how the legal system up here works. That's man. what
0: happens when you get thrown
1: into it. <laughs> uh, you
0: sink or swim. You yeah,
1: know, you've got this stuff like on the back of your hand, man.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got some of it down. I've been, been through it enough times and I've certainly observed enough people going through it uh, as well. So she appealed to the uh, the jury trial, which they call a de novo trial, meaning from the beginning. Yep. So, uh, they, so they have to bring all the cops back in. They've got to bring all the evidence back in. And this time they're presenting the case to the jury, uh, not just the, uh, the bench uh, bench judge. And that was the purpose uh, today. And a number of uh, activists came out. Uh, a lot of us made the trip over from uh, from Keene. Got up probably at six this morning. Left at around six thirty. <laughs> Dedicated. Because, well, we wanted to get there early uh, because really one of the one of the benefits to having people around is that you can do things that would otherwise be impossible. So if you were to be charged with you know some sort of chalking related crime, and by the way, Kate didn't chalk anything. She was just standing at a street corner happened to be standing partially on some chalk and when the cops demanded that she or asked her, they didn't even demand, they asked her, could you please move off the chalk or something like that. Or, I mean, they didn't even give her an order, but they called it an order, even though it was a question. <laughs> and yeah. she pointed all these things out during the trial. So she was just standing where, you know, in the wrong place at the wrong time, basically, and when they told her to move off the chalk, she was just bewildered by it. She tried to ask a question and she couldn't even get the question out before they arrested her so she wasn't even chalking 855-453 but yet they you know went ahead and charged her with uh, not criminal mischief but disorderly conduct and then also resisting arrest and today's trial was about the resisting arrest charge 855-453 give you a little bit more information on uh, the way things can go at a trial when you actually have people there to support you people who are activists 855-453 you take control free talk live
2: If you want to move to the free state And you're looking for some real estate Well, I know a guy who's really great It's the Porcupine Realtor Do you want a home with 20 acres? A lakeside cabin? Any takers for renters? Buyers and sellers too Mark Warden is the guy for you PorcupineRealtor.com
0: This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, one 450 3733 You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Again, you can enjoy all the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. News updates are available to you. You can go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up there. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or via email if you want to go old school. News.freetalklive.com dot com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Bradley. And we've been talking about uh, the the activist scene, what's been going on up here in uh, New Hampshire. It's kind of part of this, part and parcel of doing this radio show is that the people that are on the air behind the microphones aren't just talk show hosts, we are also activists. So we put our money where our mouth is, so to speak. In some cases, we put our freedom where our mouths are. And uh, some activists take... Risks in order to be more free, in order to stand up for the freedom of others. And that's what uh, Kate did. Kate Ager, Ager, I think. She... Yeah, <laughs> she is uh, a wonderful uh, little lady who has been uh, very active over the last couple of years of her life and uh, she got turned on to this movement I believe it was the 420 celebrations that uh, that brought her into it a couple of years ago yeah she's, uh,
1: she's like me she's a native who uh, that's right. who uh, you know saw all the stuff that was going on and was like wow this is uh, really important
0: Well I think that the, the natives uh, like you and Kate are I think consistently the best activists. I mean, I don't want to besmirch any of the wonderful folks that have moved up here from all around the country, but there are reasons why the locals are the best activists. They're just they've got more invested in New Hampshire. They've lived here their whole lives in many cases, in some cases for you know a lot longer than uh, than you know, implants from the Free State Project. So they're better connected in the in the community. They are more concerned with what's going on around them because they're better connected in the community. They they know people as a result of that. They can have a better effect on the other folks in the community when they start speaking out in favor of liberty. And for whatever reason, they just have drive. They just have a level of drive that I've seen only from New Hampshire natives that I just haven't seen from people that are... Are moving up here, and maybe that's because you know the folks that are moving up here don't have those roots put down. So maybe they, you know, they have to put down those roots and you know and work somewhere for a long period of time before they can really kind of get integrated into the community in the same way. But either way, Kate's a great activist, and uh, as I mentioned, she's over at ladiesandkeen.com. She's one of the bloggers there. Also blogs with us at freekeen.com as well. And she was facing a year in jail uh, because she stood on some evidence, which was chalk on the ground. And this was outside of a police station. So the idea was the cops were trying to photograph evidence of a crime, which they claimed that chalking the ground was a crime. Which it's not. Which is ludicrous to believe. Which, by the way, we were walking home from the chalking trial today and saw some kids uh, chalking on the ground outside their school. They'd actually chalked the side of the building, Did too. Did you
1: quickly throw them on the ground and handcuff them?
0: We, th- we thought about calling uh, John Patty from uh, Manchester Police Department and giving him a heads up that there was some uh, some little, little vandals, like little five-year-old vandals, causing trouble. Um, but uh so they they basically threatened Kate because she was standing in a place where they wanted to photograph, and she was just bewildered by this. she had literally just shown up she wasn't even there for the chalking protest. she had shown up there because she'd heard that her friend was being arrested. she happened to be in in the uh the area going to just happened to be in the area that day. She came down and then was literally standing on the street corner when the police surround her, intimidate her, and arrest her literally within seconds Jesus. And all she had to do was back up off the chalk, but she just wanted to ask a question before she moved. And as a result of her asking that question, they arrested her for so-called disorderly conduct, and then then charged her with uh, resisting arrest because she didn't do exactly as the police said, exactly how they wanted her to. They claimed she was struggling. They claimed she was resisting. They claimed she was wiggling, like trying to get out of the handcuffs. And just yeah, it was I, nonsense. I
1: watched the video for this, and the the big thing that I um that I didn't like was just how quick uh um was it sergeant patty who arrested her yeah,
0: well there was three cops yeah there's a
1: bunch of officers there but just how quick they arrested her like i'm sure i'm guilty of that in the past sometime too like just acting way too quick mm-hmm. but you know they i think they really should have dropped the charges it never should have gone to a jury she i mean if he had just explained it a little bit more, then she would have moved.
0: Right. And he wasn't interested in explaining. He was interested in getting compliance. Yep. That's what he wanted to do. And, of course, if he was actually somebody who was interested in serving the so-called public, then he would have explained. He would have just taken a, a moment out to answer her questions and then explained to her that, hey, we're, you know, we're just trying to photograph this uh, piece of the ground here and we'd appreciate it if you moved off. But, no, they had to use an authoritarian, intimidating manner because they're not about serving anybody. So, a number of us uh, came out from Keene and some folks showed up from Manchester as well and came out to the uh, the court an hour early this morning because jury selection started at 9. So, one of the things that we like to do is do uh, jury nullification outreach. and There's a great national organization called FIJA, the Fully Informed Jury Association. You can go to FIJA.org, F-I-J-A, FIJA.org, and they've got some great flyers that you can actually print out using your own local area to do this. It's really easy activism. It's activism that I think could have a big effect, and it's something that you don't need to have a whole bunch of people for uh, in order to be effective. So the idea is you want to reach out to potential jurors, or in my case, I'll reach out to anybody that's walking in the court. So what we're doing is we're doing this jury notification outreach at a time at which the jurors are expected to be arriving. So if jury selection's at 9 o'clock, the jurors need to be there by 8.45, which means they're going to arrive between 8 and 8.45, basically.
1: Haven't you been threatened for doing this before? Never. Never? Really? Nope. Wow. The
0: worst that's ever happened to me has been the sheriffs came out here in Keene once, like the very first time we ever did it, just asked what we were doing. They didn't care. They went away. Wow. And then the other time that we had a, an issue was when I was opening do- the door of uh, the courthouse for people as we were handing them flyers. So like a lot of people show up with a cup of coffee and they've got their handbag in their other hand and like a you know book or something like that because they're ready for jury duty because you can have a book it's boring as hell. And uh, so you know people got their hands full. So it's a nice idea to open a door for somebody. So that's what I was doing was opening doors for people. And the sheriffs actually came out and threatened us over that. So it wasn't the fact that we were reaching out to people, it was the fact that we were being courteous. We were actually told, don't be courteous, by the, the men of the sheriff's department, and got it on film. Wow. Yeah, it was real. It was. If you, I think if you search for don't be courteous over at freekeen.com, you can see that particular uh, video footage. But the actual handing out of information to potential jurors has never been a problem, at least here in New Hampshire. Now, please, your mileage may vary. In Florida, in Orlando, two people, including Julian Heichlin, who's uh, nationally known for doing this, have been arrested. They've been charged with jury tampering, which is nonsense because it's not jury tampering. Jury tampering is where you tell a juror how they should vote. Yeah, you try jury, to influence
1: them. Jury tampering is, I see Ian Freeman sitting on a jury, and I'm like, oh, I know Ian Freeman, and I call you up, and I'm like, hey, this guy should be not guilty. I That's, don't care. Jury tampering. That's jury tampering. Right, but just to
0: tell a juror, or a potential juror, to tell that person, hey, jury nullification, here's a neat idea. You, as a juror, have the right to vote based on your conscience. No, no, they won't tell you this in the jury instructions. They'll tell you in the jury instructions that you have to vote based on the facts in the case. And it doesn't matter what you think about the law. It doesn't matter if you are on a trial, say, for uh, somebody uh, for marijuana sales or marijuana possession, and that you think that the marijuana laws are stupid and that they should go away. The state will tell you, well, it doesn't matter what you think. If the facts... Of the case, or that this person had marijuana, you must convict them. And that's not the whole truth. That's only half the truth. The other rest of the truth is if you think the law is valid in this instance, you should convict them. But if you think the law is bunk, and you think the law is outrageous, and you think the law is tyrannical, and you think the law should go away, you as a juror, or any one of those things, You as a juror can decide not guilty, even if it's it's crystal clear that this person had a pound of marijuana or whatever the circumstances. Regardless of the facts in the case, you can use your conscience to decide it. And that's what they don't want you to know in court. That's the information they've taken purposefully out of the jury instructions.
1: Well, you know, it's, uh, here in New Hampshire, the jury instruction, the standard one, they call it the Wentworth Instruction. Mm-hmm. They say that you should, the judge tells the jury, if the state has proven its case, you should find the defendant guilty. But you don't have to. But you don't have to. And if you try to pin them down and get, and get them to be more specific about it, and, and I tried to do this recently when I represented Jason Talley, you know, they respond and they say, uh, the state responds and says, the Wentworth Instruction already has a court Quasi uh, nullification instruction <laughs> in it. Like people are supposed to figure that out for themselves. Quasi is you know? right. 855 yeah. 450, So we were doing
0: jury nullification outreach out front of the courthouse. 855 450 3733. It's one of the benefits of having people get together who care about liberty and who are willing to do stuff. More coming up. You can take control. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. one 450 3733 And you can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features. that await you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Bradley. Uh, By the way, uh, some of the features there include our Shrine of Female listeners with the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. You can go to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. That's Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details there on how to become part of the Shrine of Female listeners. Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. Coming up at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2012, it is imminent. We're talking about just over a month from now. It's going to be June 18th through the 24th. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live every single night of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And that's not the reason to come, though. The reason to come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival is because you can meet great people like Brad. And you can see me get married. You are going to get married. Which
1: day is that going to be on? That's going to be on Wednesday night. Wednesday. 4 p.m. Okay, it's not and, quite nighttime. It's 4 p.m. Yeah, and uh, Jordan Page is coming to play at our reception. He is great. I've
0: heard his music, and he rocks. I must say, he Jordan does Page. rock. Come so, rock with us. So yeah, and that's going to be free, of course. I imagine yep, for absolutely gonna... the whole Porcupine Freedom Festival only costs 35 bucks to get into for the entire week. Now, there's also camping. Like, it's a whole big camping event. So, you probably have to pay for a campsite as well, but you can always split that with uh, with other people. And usually, there are people over at the Free State Project forums at forum.freestateproject.org that are looking to split campsites. So, there's, there are definitely ways to bring the cost down, but it doesn't cost a whole lot to go camping in the first place. You're looking at an event that's going to have hundreds of like minded, liberty oriented people in attendance. And many of these folks are doers. I mean, these are people who are out there getting activism done, both in the civil disobedience realm and the politics realm, and everything else in between, uh, news media, I, I'm pretty sure Free Keen TV is going to be there shooting some footage, and uh, it's just a great time. There are, there are concerts, there's uh, you know family fun activities, all kinds of stuff happening. You can go to PorkFest.com to learn more, and you can get registered there, P-O-R-C, as in Porcupine, PorkFest.com. And you get to meet some of the folks that were out today as uh, we were doing some jury outreach in front of the Manchester Superior Court building, Uh, where, by the way, the the bureaucrats behave differently than the local Superior Court. They are very grumpy and very mean towards activists here in Cheshire County. But at Manchester, you know, they're usually pretty, you know, relatively laid back and they they take it easy. Uh, So I complimented the the bailiffs today when I was leaving the courtroom on, uh, you know, being gentlemen.
1: Yeah, when we, we were out there for a trial for a gentleman named Garrett Ian, and they were really nice. Like, they yeah. said, please, like, they said, please turn off your cell phones. And right, it's amazing uh, how willing people will be to do things for you if you just ask them yeah, nicely. Ask them nicely, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, in fact, Garrett was there today shooting. I'm sure he'll be put something together for uh, org, And, of course, I'll put the, the full trial video up of uh, Kate's trial. Again, she was, by the way, I didn't mention, she was found guilty by this jury of so called resisting arrest even though it was caught on video, and basically the police's perspective is anything you do that is not exactly what they tell you to do is resisting arrest. So the idea that she went somewhat limp as they were arresting her, uh, they called that resisting arrest. The idea that she you know, didn't exactly... Uh, they claim that she tried to pull her hand back around in front of her, which they always make. They always make that claim. I don't know if there was any real evidence of that being on video at all.
1: I watched but, the video. It wasn't. I mean, it, it. When I when I think resisting arrest, you know, I had a lieutenant who's now the police chief. Who you know, he basically said, "Look, if if you're going to charge someone with with resisting arrest, it should be because they're like swinging at you, throwing a punch." Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
0: But Or trying to run away or something like that.
1: Right. Not just like, you know, confused in the moment, right. you, you know, trying to figure out what the heck it is you want her to she, do.
0: She made the point that she wasn't trying to run and the cops agreed she wasn't trying to run. Uh, at one point, one of the cops tried to claim that he was he was scared that she might have done something to him. I mean, we're talking about a 17 year old girl here.
1: Yeah. who Who's really nice. Yeah, and she's Very sweet.
0: <laughs> and so the cops were just being ludicrous. But fact is, people trust the cops. And this jury came back after 45 minutes of deliberations with uh, a a guilty verdict. They had called, I guess, to ask for the videos so they could watch them. So I guess there was some question about it for a short period of time. And then, as usual, whoever the holdouts were decided to flip over to, uh,
1: you know, guilty. I want lunch. Let's get this over with. They had lunch. but, lunch, But
0: they wanted to get out and didn't want to come back the next day. Right. But... It's just so disappointing. People are so likely to go along with the group. You could still say not guilty. By the way, this is something I'd ever to remind you of since we were talking about jury nullification. If you find yourself on a jury and you find yourself uh, in the position where you can nullify bad law, because plenty of juries are being selected across the country for people that have never harmed another person, if that's you, then go ahead and hold out. If you know the law is bad, vote Not guilty you, your one vote, can cause that mistrial and make the state have to go through the process all over again, which sometimes they will, sometimes
1: they won't. I can't see them wanting to do that again in this case. Not I mean, in this case, no. Yeah, I mean, like a, a a sexual assault case or a homicide case, sure, but for a chalking case, I mean, I can't believe they wanted to go through this th- once, let alone... Wait, this was the t- second time, wasn't it? This was a de-, de novo trial. Yeah, Jesus.
0: Now, I have a friend in Florida who told me that he got on a jury once recently and he found himself in a a position where he was pressured where he broke
1: and he should have known better why can't you just sit there and say hey sorry it's it's group
0: it's groupthink. it's it's peer pressure and somebody who knew better broke so i think it'd be absolutely fascinating to be a fly in the wall for one of these jury uh Experiments, one of these, uh, what do they call them? Deliberations. Yeah. It would be fascinating to have a microphone in there and be able to actually hear what goes on, what sort of discussions they're having. (sighs) Wish I could do that. 855 450 free, SACL CAI toll free line, because I know there's no chance I'm getting on a jury like there's absolute zero chance
1: maybe a civil jury you could be on like a medical malpractice claim you think so yeah sure or like or a patent case you know but anything
0: involving the state yeah <laughs> no. maybe you're right about that but anything involving the state no way i will the, the state will use its peremptory challenges or whatever they, they are and just get me right out of there
1: i could see you making the argument i swear i can be fair I can.
0: I can be fair, fair towards the ideas of liberty. Yep. Certainly not going to give the state what they want. But they did get what they wanted today. Afterwards, uh, after the guilty verdict came down, the uh, man in the robe took a very long time to issue his uh, penalties against Kate. Like He was being very judicious up there, flipping pages in his book and just sitting there looking at things. And he asked her a bunch of questions about like what she wanted to do with her life and uh, just kind of, he was coming at it from the perspective of she's 18. This shouldn't ruin your life, this kind of thing. And standing uh, on shock, he yeah he came back after <laughs> deliberating for 15 minutes in in his chambers, which we actually found out that what he was really doing was telling the jury they could leave. So the jury left while we were all still in the courtroom, so we couldn't uh, talk to them. Tricky. Uh, we should have had somebody on the outside, but we dropped that ball. Anyway, he comes back in, sits there pensively again, kind of paging through his book, making little notes, and then he finally issues this uh, this penalty against her, and he decides to actually reduce it. I was surprised, because uh, when I went to... When I went to the jury trial, they gave me a 50% harsher sentence for going to the jury trial. It would have been 60 days in jail, uh, with uh, 360 days with 60 days, all but 60 suspended. When I ended up being convicted at a jury trial, it ended up being 360 days with all but 90 suspended. So they gave me 50% more days uh, in jail because I went to do a jury trial, basically.
1: It's a crapshoot. You never know if you're going to get something better or something worse.
0: I figure it's always going to be worse, but I guess uh, in the case of a young lady and I think the fact that she is a young lady had a fact, you know, it was a, a pretty big factor in why she was treated like this. Because, for instance, if a demo who was there from copblock.org was on trial for something like that, they probably would have, got, you know, thrown him to the wolves because he's got a, a so called criminal history. A career criminal. Yeah, he's you know, had some pot in the, in the past or something like he that. He sold some vegetation. And exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so again, his reduction was down from a ninety-day suspended sentence with no fine to, and it was suspended for two years. They reduced it to thirty days suspended for thirty days. So, took it down from a two-year suspension to a thirty-day suspension. And the judge said that the reason why they were, that he was doing this was so she could, I think the term was like nullify the, maybe it wasn't nullify, it was like something. It has something to do with not quite taking it off your record. But uh, I guess after the fact, after the suspended sentence is up, so after the 30 days is up, she'll be able to go in and get it nulled or something like that.
1: Well, it, it sounds like the state spent tens of thousands, or has spent thus far tens of thousands of dollars just to get a guilty verdict. That's al- right. Although they don't want to try to, uh, you know, penalize her. It's like just look, look what we can do. That's you know? right.
0: That's exactly what it was.
1: In fact, he even
0: went on to say during his lecture, because he gave her a, a nice little lecture uh, with this. During his lecture, he pointed out that uh, many things are very draconian today about their system. He admitted it. 855-450-FREE. SACL, CAI, toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. But I was grateful that this was happening in a place where we had activists out there backing, uh, backing Kate up. She didn't have to go there alone. She didn't have to face down this system all by herself or with one person there to support her. More coming up. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Why did you move to the Shire?
4: I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do.
0: I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me like, Do this right now.
4: I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be.
5: Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it.
1: The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that.
0: Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Bradley. Uh, So, of course, we'll take your calls about anything. That's the point of the program. But also, we bring stuff to the table to discuss tonight. And Brad, you've got something that uh, is interesting to you. Yes. From a, for a former law enforcement guy's perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was a cop here for 11 years. Um, this is an article from findlaw.com about America's toughest sheriff.
0: Oh, one of my least favorite people.
1: <laughs> you don't mess with this guy, man. He's He is a man of the law.
0: He is a dangerous uh, man to people even within the local government. I mean, he has very few friends Uh, At least that uh, a lot of people are afraid of this guy.
1: Well, I I tell you, the federal government doesn't do lots of things that I like, but this is one thing that they do that I do like. That
0: broken clock strikes right (laughs) twice a day. Yes.
1: Sheriff Joe Arpaio has been sued by the federal government for civil rights violations, National Mm -hmm. Public Radio reports. The lawsuit was filed by the Justice Department. Mm -hmm. They accuse Arpaio of violating the civil rights of Latino drivers and inmates in the county jail. Among the allegations, Justice Department lawyers say the sheriff pulled over Latino drivers for no reason. They also claim he. Oh, well,
0: he had a reason (laughs) because they're they're Latino drivers.
1: (laughs) They also claim that he retaliated against judges and lawyers critical of him and gave no services Mm. to non-English speaking inmates. Wow. Arpaio isn't going down quietly, though. He's fired. That's
0: that's, by the way, it's only a tip of the iceberg kind of thing. Oh, oh, yeah,
1: totally. There's so much more to this guy. Totally, he's fired back with choice words regarding the suit. I am not going to give up my authority to the federal government. It's as simple as that. Arpaio said, and I would just like to interject and say that this isn't about him, give, you know, giving his authority up. It's about him following the federal constitution, which they obviously have ample evidence that that he isn't, you know, he doesn't care about it, mm-hmm. and the states just can't, you know, can't operate in defiance of the federal constitution. Justice Department officials have been investigating the sheriff's organization for some time. They had been seeking an agreement from Arpaio requiring his office train officers to make constitutional traffic stops. Can you believe this? The, you know, they're all they want is him to train his deputies, you know, in how to... Actua- by the book. By the book, how to pull someone over so you're not violating their rights. Probably because they have a uh, a penchant for pulling over people with brown skin. I bet they do. I bet they do. Because uh, by
0: all indicators, Joe Arpaio is not a friend of anybody who he might possibly consider has immigrated here.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not a friend of... Uh, of, of- powerful judges who speak out against him. I mean, this, this is a man who's very abusive, uh, in his, uh, you know, in his position, uh, justice department. Uh, Oh, I just read that. They also wanted him to assure Latinos in his County jail that they'd be protected. The fourth amendment of the U S constitution protects against unwarranted searches and seizures. Additionally, in regards to traffic stops, police must have reasonable suspicion of criminal activity before pulling citizens over.
0: Right, So the fact that you've got brown skin that's that's not reasonable.
1: That's not going to cut it. No. The lawsuit also seeks a court order preventing Maricopa County cops from engaging in any more discriminatory practices. Ar- Apayos County is the largest in Arizona containing over 3.8 million residents. Oh geez, it's big. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. The self-proclaimed toughest sheriff in America has disputed the Justice Department's findings. He claims the inquiry was a politically motivated attack by the Obama administration. However, <laughs> Sheriff Joe Arpaio seems eager to confront the lawsuit head-on. If they sue, we'll go to court, he said. And you know, the the... The most uh, disappointing thing about all this is it's not him personally who's paying to go to court. The taxpayers well, It's the taxpayers. And, and I know a gentleman who lives in Phoenix, and uh, I was talking to him about this, and I, I was like, w- why do people keep electing Sheriff Joe Arpaio? You know, I mean, he, he causes, uh, you know, I mean, he, they pay out millions in dollars of legal fees and in, uh, and in settlements for, for all these, uh, you know, this pattern and practice of rights violations. And he said, well, the people like him because uh, he's tough. That stuff sells, man. Yeah,
0: when you're running for political office.
1: You know they're willing to they're willing to keep someone in in office who is just you know he doesn't care at all about the Constitution, doesn't care. You know, Hell no, he doesn't, doesn't care about judges, doesn't care about any, doesn't care about lawmakers. All he cares about is Joe Arpaio yeah. and the power
0: that he can uh, accrue to himself.
1: He's dangerous, man. You know I hope I hope they put him away.
0: So wait a minute, if he's found guilty. Will he be put
1: away? Well, it's a civil rights—it's a civil rights suit, but uh, you so know, if they, if he's going
0: to have to pay the
1: feds. Well, they could come in and they could install a federal monitor uh, in his department. Uh, it's actually called a consent decree, and there's been several police departments uh, throughout you know American history that have had to deal with these. LAPD for one, the New Jersey State Police. Uh, I believe Portland, Maine has one. But essentially, it's the Justice Department comes in and sues you and then gets a federal court to order that uh, you have a monitor, basically a federal monitor that runs your department. And Sheriff yeah. Joe's argument, I'm sure, is going to be, well, I'm the sheriff. I can do whatever I want. And, you know, the Justice Department's going to say, well, no, you can't because you can't violate the Constitution. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, so you-
0: if he loses, if the federal government wins in this lawsuit, the civil rights lawsuit. Uh, I haven't the read... penalty could be that there's just some overseer who comes in at that point.
1: I believe that would be the penalty. I haven't actually read the lawsuit, but they essentially the uh the justice department could uh have control over the uh sheriff's department.
0: In theory, what if you know, what if it's one of our Pios buddies that gets assigned?
1: I don't know. I mean, I it's pretty obvious that the attorney general Eric Holder has it out for uh the maricopa county sheriff's department so
0: i mean it's one thug versus another i mean i'm no fan of uh of, like you said i'm no fan of the federal government either and this eric holder guy is also a danger oh i mean uh, he's he's
1: running dr- uh guns down into mexico right. i mean he's
0: maybe I mean, that's why he doesn't like arpaio because maybe he's running in on his gun game because uh, be. you know i heard rumors uh, brad and i can't say from whom i heard them but the the source was credible in my mind at least that old Joe Arpaio is running drugs across the border. <laughs> Could be. So would it? It wouldn't be a surprise if uh, you know he was also involved in gun running as well. Because who better to do those sorts of uh, you know operations than the sheriff himself? Yeah. I mean, obviously he's not getting his hands dirty and, and doing the you know the transporting, but he's you know at the top levels orchestrating things. Where to the point where if you're in charge of a county like that, you can pretty much enforce your uh, your product. You can you can arrest competing dealers and give your dealers the uh, the you know the pass
1: essentially. I wonder what the taxpayers out there pay to protect this guy. I mean, because when you're as uh, brutal or as disrespectful as he is to your fellow humans, you're going to have people who. Who aren't too happy got with it out you? For you. Yeah, yeah, he must get a lot of death threats, and I, I'd imagine that he's he's got you know the taxpayers funding a a, a security detail outside his house every night. <laughs> you know, just probably p-
0: true. Paranoid.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're America's toughest sheriff, uh, I think you probably need to be protected from people whom you've run over.
0: So maybe uh, maybe he's upset at Eric Holder, or one or the other is upset at one another for essentially running in on their territory with a gun running. That's my theory. It's total speculation. Usually, when you see a sheriff or someone like that, someone high up in a, a police department, go down, you always have to ask that question: Who did they cross? Because I remember back uh, down in Florida, there was uh, the sheriff nearby where I lived in Florida was also uh, alleged to be the the the, the kingpin basically uh, for the drugs coming into the area. And I'd met people who claimed to be his family members that uh, would say these things about him. So you had that going on. And then there was at one point, there was a story about the drug task force or what their equivalent was. They called it the drug task force here in New Hampshire, but it was their equivalent. I think they called it the Delta Squad or something. But that's what they did. They did drug raids and things like that. Drug investigations. The whole task force got taken down for corruption. Jesus. And you have to wonder, what did they do? Because you know, these guys aren't doing this stuff in a vacuum. It's not like it's the first time they did something naughty and they just, oh, we you know, we've never done this before and just happen to get caught. No, some somebody flipped on somebody. Somebody rolled on somebody. Somebody crossed, you know, another person who's higher up in the sheriff's department. Somebody screwed somebody, is my belief, is what happened. Because why else would this drug-dealing sheriff, allegedly, throw his own guys to the
1: wolves? Gotta, why else you have to do some pretty bad stuff in government in order to be in trouble exactly I mean really bad stuff that's exactly what I think happens so they, they and you usually would
0: have to do that bad stuff to someone else in the government right yeah. they can, these yeah. government guys can get a, get away with almost killing and raping as far as th- what they can do to you and I but if they did something bad to a higher up
1: Whole then the hammer's, co-
0: the hammer's coming down 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of your noise. Your thoughts about Sheriff Joe or whatever's on your mind are welcome. Free Talk Live.
4: In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society.
5: The wheel, the printing press.
0: This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number for you, 855 453 free It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. You can get interactive there. You'll find a bunch of features, and you can actually take control of the website content. You find something online, you want to share it with our listeners, and with us, you can submit it as show prep, and then listeners will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what you've suggested. You get to vote on things as well. So head on over to freetalklive.com get interactive there. So we continue, we'll take your calls about anything. Tonight here with you in the studio it is Ian and Bradley. Let's go to Kelvin listening in Colorado on the Amp Lines. Kelvin, go ahead with your thoughts tonight.
6: Yeah, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Kelvin. Uh, I want I want to uh, specifically address this uh to Bradley. Uh, I've been uh, hearing on Free Talk Live and reading on the uh com and such that uh, that Ian has been somehow banned from all of these uh, various public places. And uh, I understand that, you know, you're not a lawyer and you don't play well on TV or anything like that, but you do seem to have the most practical knowledge uh, and experience as a uh, police officer uh, on these matters. So I thought i i am just curious, what is the, the legal basis for someone to just summarily ban somebody from public property that would seem to be some sort of form of prior restraint or you know there's no you know like, did a judge issue some sort of a, a restraining order or something or did a uh a sheriff just say y- you can't go there and because he said it then that's what you have to
1: do uh, well this is this is a very know? convoluted issue um to start off with, the... Um, for those
0: that don't know, before we get into that, yeah. I've been banned from... Let me see if I can remember all the places now. Every state liquor store across the entire state of New Hampshire <laughs> for singing songs. Uh, I've been banned from the local Superior Courthouse for singing songs, recording a video of the bureaucrats there. Now, some of these I'm speculating as to the reasons why, because many of these trespass orders don't say the reasons why. Banned from the local college... Uh, for using a megaphone to address some of the uh, the college students, free speech, uh, banned from every property owned by the Keene School District, also banned from an Adnock Regional
1: High School. I think that's everything. Can you step foot on the sidewalk
0: at those locations? Yes. <laughs> okay. I still can step on the uh, the sidewalk. Okay, so that's a uh, that's a rundown for you there.
1: So yeah, all it's... for
0: free speech, all for right to assembly, all for freedom of the press.
1: <laughs> well, it, it is true. I'm not actually a lawyer. I do play one on the internet, or I, excuse me, I have played one on the internet. Um, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm more focused on uh, getting my wedding plans done. But um, it seems to me that all the orders he faces um, are most likely illegal. the The one thing that I noticed about the um, Specifically, the liquor store ban is uh, they're doing it without giving him any due process first. And yeah, I've never been convicted of anything. Right. Uh, the, the government uh, is allowed to act without uh, without giving due process to people, but only in certain circumstances. Uh, so, like,
0: if the bureaucrats don't like my songs, that, that that's not a good enough reason?
1: Well, I mean, a good enough reason would be, as far as government justifications go, you can get a restraining order when there's only one side of the story. Um, but only temporarily ex parte ex parte right and that's what it means without uh, all involved parties so um so like if some
0: uh lady comes in and says that my husband's gonna beat me and my children then they might be able to give her a ex parte restraining order
1: right but then of course um the the person who uh, but there'd be a hearing schedule, the person right? would have a right to a hearing so uh, but in order to to justify um you know taking someone's uh th- someone's freedom away or you know, or the courts call it a liberty interest, like you have a liberty interest in walking in to the state liquor stores in New Hampshire, especially because they're the monopoly on the sale of hard liquor here. So effectively, Ian has a ban on drinking hard liquor. Um, I suppose I could drive to... Brattleboro, Vermont, or something like that. But then but you'd probably be violating some tax law you don't know about. So I mean, you have a <laughs> you have a ban; you just can't drink. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, which I th- is fine. I actually haven't drank for
0: several weeks, but and yeah. it's not because of this.
1: Yeah, I had a beer the other night. I didn't like it. I mean, yeah, it's, I just kind of get tired of it. Yeah. But no, I think he's got uh, excellent uh, legal arguments, uh, specifically. Um, for, yeah,
0: but what good is a good legal argument if I don't have the money to hire a lawyer?
1: Well, to do anything about that's, it. That's that's what you know. That's why we need to get rid of the bar association because. Because when the Bar Association...
0: You want to talk about a tough inside the system it, job. It
1: just passed. The, the law passed in New Hampshire, I think, what? The, to eliminate the ability of the Supreme Court to require that to practice really? law in New Hampshire, you'd be a member of the New Hampshire... That would be Bo- huge. It's, so it's going on now, to... Now, hold on.
0: Wait, that passed the House? It passed
1: the House and so. it's going on to the Senate. Yeah.
0: Are you going to go testify on that, or um, has that
1: happened yet? No, the hearing already happened. I was there that day, but I, I testified for something else. But Wow, let me know what happens on that. I'm curious yeah, about it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because that would actually give real competition to the Bar Association, right? Well, it
1: could. Um, the incoming president of the Bar Association, he, the gentleman who actually was my lawyer when uh, the, my former police department tried to fire me, um, he actually pointed out uh, that the you know the, the change is only going to make it so the Supreme Court can't require it. But, you know, I'm sure the, the court system could find some other way to be sneaky about it. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, to answer your question, sir, I think Ian has a really good case uh, with regard to the liquor store ban and the um the ban from the court system because if you think about it the sheriff who who issued Ian's ban uh, represents the executive branch of government and you know the executive r- branch of government can't ban a person from accessing the judicial branch of but government that's what they did that's exactly what they did and, and
0: it was done it was the only one by the way that actually had a reason written on it, it was due to persistent harassment
1: right which right. I've never been convicted of well I mean the, the I'm I'm really not a fan of megaphoning like I don't like I, I just don't like I wasn't megaphoning at the court well, you weren't megaphoning at the court but you were at the university
0: and actually I talked I did find a lawyer who was Kind of interested in that case. Somebody yeah. who you used to know, yeah. Uh, John Myers, John Myers, yeah. And right. he said that uh, he has actually talked to some people in the university system. He claims they're going to drop the uh, the trespass. Order.
1: Really. Yeah. Oh well, he's he's certainly uh, well regarded in the area of First Amendment practice. So. But
0: that's funny, isn't it? Like a lawyer trots out and talks to them, and they're like, Oh yeah, we'll just uh, drop that trespass order
1: there. Right. Right. Of course. So <laughs>
0: just wish we had more lawyers like that. Well, yeah? I
1: don't. I don't think you're going to fare very well with the school because the school is, uh, you know, it's sort of a, a sensitive uh, thing for parents. You know, the school far more than like walking he, downtown.
0: Yeah. He did say that he looked into the case law on the subject. Because by the way, I was threatened when I wasn't using a megaphone. I was threatened three weeks earlier for just passing stuff out. Right. So they they were going to ban me because of that. And then the next time I went, I had a megaphone because I didn't have anything to pass out that day, and we were promoting the 420 celebrations. And that's when they banned me there. But there was another guy that was with me, Daryl. Um, who he, he, <laughs>
1: didn't, he got even banned too, right? Yeah, he got banned. He was just there. It's he like was just there talking to people. It, it would seem to be that people are being discriminated simply because they affiliate with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's what happened at the courthouse where Pete Air from CopLock.org was banned. He never sang a single note. He was never with us on those days when uh, the rest of us got banned. They came up to him one day when I was out front of the court and he was with me, and they
1: banned him then. Right. Well, I mean, the the real reason why I wanted to get involved with you know Jason Talley's case in the beginning is because you know if you take a step back and look at what's happening out here in Western New Hampshire, it's plainly obvious that you know you folks because you're very loud and very like uh, active. Active. Exactly. Because you're very active. You know, it's. it's it's drawing out and showing true colors of people. Sure uh, is. And people in government are supposed to treat people fairly. Doesn't whether they like you personally or not, or your politics.
0: Did, did we answer your question, Kelvin? Uh, no, actually not. No, we didn't. <laughs> Alright, well then hang on. <laughs> okay. 855-450-free, the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. And bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live, and the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Bradley. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. You can go there, get interactive in various different ways. You can download a bunch of archives if you want. And now, with our brand-new archive host, you've got even more options when it comes to sharing the archives. When it comes to commenting on the archives, you can go to SoundCloud.com/freetalklive. We're eventually going to integrate SoundCloud into our website. Right now, they're they're hosting our archives, and they have some cool features, but you can only access them at the moment through the SoundCloud uh, page. So go to SoundCloud.com/freetalklive, all one word, and you'll see all of the episodes of Free Talk Live there. If you copy one of those links and paste it into Facebook. It'll embed a player right there into your Facebook page.
1: Wow, that's really cool.
0: Yeah, or you can click the embed button, and then, or the share button on each one of the SoundCloud uh, files, and then you can share it to WordPress, you can share it to Twitter, you can share it all over the place. They make it easy. So drop on by freetalklive.com, you can download our archives, they go all the way back to late 2006, and be sure to stop into our brand new SoundCloud page at, uh, at soundcloud.com slash Free Talk Live, all one word. All right. So, uh, by the way, many companies as they grow lose their passion and their mandate. That is not the case with O'Neill Coffee. The third-generation family-owned business still roasts each batch with the finest beans and utmost care. They have more than 40 varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees. The house blend is the kind of cup of coffee that's been enjoyed in this country for decades. To show the Free Talk Live audience their commitment to freedom. And making great coffee, they're offering a free mug and free shipping on orders of $75 or more. You can support great coffee craftsmanship at coffee.freetalklive.com. It's a little shortcut. It'll take you right to O'Neill Coffee's website. That's coffee.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, Kelvin is on the line from Colorado. And apparently, uh, Brad, you and I did not successfully answer Kelvin's question, which was in reference to the fact that I and a number of other activists here in the Keene area... Have been banned from various different public venues, such as the Superior Court building, the New Hampshire State liquor stores, school campuses, and other uh, places. Uh, Kelvin, what was the question, and uh, how do we not not answer it? Go ahead. Uh,
6: well, well, it was a, a good discussion, but the, the the exact point I was trying to get to was who who actually is doing this banning. Uh, I mean, I understand that that courts can can you know issue restraining orders and such. Effectively ban somebody from somewhere, but
0: no court I, has issued this.
6: Right? Did someone just, you know, some law enforcement guy said, "Hey, uh, don't don't be coming around here anymore, or we're going to arrest you for that's first. correct." Contempt of cop
1: or something. Well, I suspect that in the case of the liquor stores, the um, the liquor bureau of enforcement here in New Hampshire, which is like the uh, liquor commission's police force, I'm sure they have the uh, they've been delegated the ability to uh, to ban people from the property. But the problem here is that they're banning people from the property for conduct that's supposed to be specifically allowed by the constitution, and they haven't made a case. You know, there was no arrest, no one was found guilty, it's just, oh, you're singing, it's annoying us, and you're banned— And I think that in and of itself is uh, illegal because, you know, the state's not supposed to be able to take your rights away without due process, you know, unless there's some substantial government, you know, interest as far as why they should. Apparently the substantial interest is they don't like having
0: people question them on video camera and they don't like to have uh, songs sung that are protest
1: songs. I don't know, man. You got some you guys have some pretty good songs. I
0: thought so, but the sheriff thinks it's stupid.
1: Oh yeah, he was very unprofessional, uh, yeah, you know. A jerk. Yeah, he was just very rude. Yeah. I mean, he literally <laughs>
0: insulted our singing abilities. Yeah. Anyway, uh so yeah, there are no court orders involved here, uh Kelvin. It's all issued by the police and actually in some cases it's issued issued by different police agencies. So like the New Hampshire State Liquor Store ban is issued by the Liquor Commission. Which is a you know, different group of cops, as opposed to the sheriff, who issued the one against the courthouse building, and then the police department, who issued the ones against uh, the the schools.
6: So, is there any precedent for like the sheriff says, "Hey, you can't come here anymore"? Uh, I mean, there's no uh, process of law or anything. It's just this guy decrees that. Does it? Well, is, is there yeah, just... anywhere that says he has the power to do that? I... Or...
1: I, I don't think there's anything written down that specifically says that here in New Hampshire the sheriffs specifically have uh, the responsibility of security at the courthouse but uh, at the excuse me at the superior courthouse but you know inherent in that uh, responsibility for security is the responsibility of respecting the pesky constitutional rights of people, and that would include allowing people in my humble opinion to peacefully singing in the parking lot you know no matter how much you dislike their message or their singing, you know, they're supposed to be allowed to express themselves. And, you know, up at the Supreme court, Ian, I witnessed a Sergeant from the New Hampshire state police tell, uh, the administrative office of, uh, of co- the court security that they weren't going to arrest you. Yeah, you know, the, right. the state police told them no, you know, and, and, uh, you know now there's a sheriff telling you uh, the exact opposite so it's it's really unfortunate but i, I think uh, i think that uh, his rights were violated sir and i think he'd have a pretty good case
6: yeah i would think the ACLU or somebody would be all over this you would think uh, you would think <laughs> well feel
0: free to right, to well. let them know about it because uh, they just <laughs> You know, they're not exactly banging down my front door. Kelvin, thanks for the call, man. appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. I mean, all you have to do to get this to happen, if you're like a more legally knowing person, more in the loop about these sorts of things, all you have to do is go and sing some songs and you know, hold a
1: video camera, and before you know it, they're probably going to hit you with a no trespass uh, notice. Well, I mean, you may have a no trespass notice. The uh, university system of the state of New Hampshire has a restraining order against me. That's true. So, I mean, until, until you reach my level, of of civil restraining order you know then you know (laughs) what's the difference between a restraining order and a no trespass well in my case if i were to carry a firearm at the university system of new hampshire it would be contempt you know
0: that's not necessarily worse because you can still go to the, the campus that's true without a firearm that's true So I can't even go to the campus. And trespass is a misdemeanor if you've been warned to stay away. So, yeah, contempt, you can get an unlimited amount of time for contempt, but usually they do six months or less because there's some sort of requirement when they go over six months. At least here in New Hampshire, they have to, like, I don't know, say something to someone about why. (laughs) Uh, But up until six months, they can just hit you with it and there's no accountability whatsoever. So technically, I'm at a greater risk.
1: Well, I mean, if you were to show up, since car- we're doing
0: a measuring contest, if, on if,
1: the yeah, if right you now. if you were to show up with a firearm, not only would you be trespassing, but because you are my servant or my associate, <laughs> Your associate, you're my, you know, the restraining order specifically said my servants and my associates cannot, you know, carry guns either. Your so. slaves, my slaves, all let's, of them.
0: Let's go to Mary. She's in uh, Florida, listening, I believe, to WLBE in Leesburg, Eustis. Hey, Mary. Hey, great! What's on your mind tonight?
4: Well, I'm wondering what were you singing and what literature were you guys passing out?
0: Okay, so uh, this, uh, well, there are different uh, instances. So let's focus on, I guess, one of the initial ones, which was the the one at the courthouse uh, where we were singing during Christmas time. We have these uh, fun little songs called Chronic Carols which are essentially protest songs, and they're brilliant. Uh, you can go to tools.freekeen.com, and that's where you can actually download the song sheets. Uh, they're good anywhere. Basically, what the, the guy that wrote them did was he took classic Christmas carols, and he redid the lyrics to turn them into protest songs, and essentially they, uh, they exist to protest the war on drugs. So uh, it's, it was the holiday season. We were singing holiday-themed songs and uh, the, what, the other part of your question was, what were we, were we passing out? or what?
4: Yeah, what literature were you passing out?
0: You know, in that particular case, we weren't actually passing out any literature. Uh, the case of the liquor stores, we were passing out those very song sheets. We were handing those out to customers as they were coming in and out. Uh, but at the, uh, the Superior Court, what we were doing was we were recording the government bureaucrats as they would come in and leave work. And the reason we were doing that was because you can't go into the courthouse and hold the bureaucrats accountable there. So had we been able to go into a public building, in this case the courthouse, and record the bureaucrats while they were on the job, we never would have had to have gone out in the parking lot. But because they banned cameras from the inside of the courthouse— well, we figured the next best way to try to hold these people accountable for what they were doing, which is hurting peaceful people, and they dragged our friend out uh, by handcuffs, for instance, and so we wanted to get some answers to those questions. So we were wishing them a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays and singing them songs and also asking them how they felt about our friend being dragged out in handcuffs and recording them uh, their responses, or lack thereof, on video. So there wasn't any actual flyering going on there. Mary, if you want to stick with I us... Go- oh. I'm sorry. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We'll bring you right back. Hold on, Mary. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live at 855-450-FREE. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 855 Take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. Joining you in the studio tonight, is Ian. And Bradley. Once again, our number is 855 450 And that toll-free number is brought to you by SACL CAI. They have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Now, SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you, so their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. Drop on by freetalklive.com and you'll see the SACL CAI banner right at the top of our banner column. Again, that's freetalklive.com, top banner for SACL CAI. 855-450-FREE is the number here. Uh, Unfortunately, it doesn't look like Mary was able to hold through uh, the break because I didn't uh, you know, I was curious as to where she was coming from. She was curious about what we were doing at the uh, the courthouse and these other locations to be banned. And I, I, when I say we, I don't mean you, Brad. You weren't there for these things. It would have been very interesting had you been there uh, for these trespass notices because you, having been a former uh, law enforcement officer of uh, eleven years, it would have been interesting to see how you would have uh, responded to being handed a no trespass order by the uh, the police department at uh, the like the courthouse for singing songs.
1: Well. I probably would have uh filed the lawsuit within two weeks. Really? Yeah, yeah. Probably.
0: Now doesn't that cost like a couple hundred bucks to file a lawsuit?
1: Well yeah, yeah. I mean in the state state system I don't know what it is, but in the federal court it's about four hundred bucks. I know that in the federal court, you yeah, see. Right. I know that because I'm suing the federal government right now down in Arizona for something uh, unrelated, but I just think uh the best way to respond to the government uh is they need to know that if they s- screw with your uh your protected rights that they're it's going to cost them money.
0: That always sounds real nice to me, but the the problem I have is I just don't, you know, I don't like the federal government and I don't want to turn to them for help because I think they're a band of killers and thieves. And so I well, I understand the perspective that, you know, it's there's value to having the government infighting, to have one government bureaucracy fighting against another one. I, I understand that value. I, I just can't bring myself to be the instigator of it. I just, I, it's just, it feels
1: icky to me. I just, I mean, well, as, as our friend Jason Talley, he likes to call it black magic. Um, but I think that, you know, I mean, the state exists. No, doesn't the the, well? I don't believe it. Okay, well, there are people who call themselves the state. The government apparatus is uh, is a reality, and um, I just think that it should be uh, used every way possible uh, in order to uh, try to further liberty. I mean, it's there. Why not try to use it if you can? And I
0: still remain skeptical as to the uh, the level of success that is attainable through the government's own court system, where the men in the robes. Are typically seen waiving their own court rules in order to continue on with convicting and prosecuting peaceful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever the court rules, whenever you've got them by their own court rules, all of a sudden the rules don't matter anymore.
1: Well, that's because the first rule says at any time they can wave. They can wave any of the that's rules. That's right. <laughs> so I mean, it's like the, you have no, you have no idea what yeah. <laughs> what's going on.
0: So I'm curious. You know, obviously Mary's off the line. If she wants to call back, maybe there was a cell phone issue or something like that. Is there anything wrong with singing songs in the bureau- in the bureaucrats'
1: parking lot? No.
0: Is there anything wrong with video recording? the bureaucrats,
1: and asking them questions. Is that harassing? Well, I think if you did it inside when they were trying to accomplish other things, it could be harassment, but just in the parking lot. I don't see why more people just don't look at you and say, uh, hello, have a nice day.
0: There were a number of them that handled it that way, and that was great. Uh, In fact, if you look at the video, I think it's called Happy Holidays, Bureaucrats, or Merry Christmas, Bureaucrats. If you search for freekeen.com for that, you'll pull it up. Yeah, they don't Uh, have to talk to you. Well, there's a variety of responses. There was the response of anger and being, you know, rude and nasty and there was the response of ignoring. And there was also the response of talking to us. There was actually one judge that came out. And I'm going to I downloaded this video so when my trespass charge actually goes to trial, I plan on playing back the video of one of the judges of the courthouse who was just, you know, kind of bantering with us and he, you know, said like, you know, you've got a right to be here, you got a right to do this. Basically. Really? Now, that's you not ha- an exact quote. It's a paraphrase of what he said, but he that essentially a, affirmed our be, right to be there.
1: That would be a great quote, and uh, yeah. if it was my criminal trial, I'd call that judge as a witness. That's a great point, too. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I don't know what his name
0: is. That's a problem. Oh. And I can't exactly go to the courthouse <laughs> and ask anybody.
1: You could subpoena all 23 or whatever New Hampshire judges in the Superior Court there are until you find the right one. That sounds expensive. Yes.
0: Uh, 855-450-FREE, toll-free number. So, I mean, does anybody think that I shouldn't have been able to be in the parking lot singing songs and asking the bureaucrats questions as Who long, besides the sheriff's department and the bureaucrats themselves would have thought that
1: as long as you're not disrupting someone like like i mean if you were singing over like a like a mega like amplification system and people no, wasn't doing that you know people human in, voice people inside couldn't get their work done because uh, or, or their business done because of uh you know you're singing well the security bureaucrats were standing at the windows quite a bit but uh, you know that's obviously what they're Right. I mean, if they were really smart, they would just like, you know, if they really had a problem with it, they just ignore you for a half an hour and then you're going to go go away. away. It's true. Exactly. But they want to pick a fight. They
0: did. And their claim was that uh, we were getting in the way of the bureaucrats as they were going to their cars, Uh, which is nonsense. (laughs) At no time were they hindered from going from point A to point B at no time. Anyway, we'll can, we'll keep you in the loop as to uh, what's going on with those as the situations develop. Again, I've got a trespass charge in on the uh, the courthouse one, so technically, I guess that one's in the system as far as a potential. Well, I guess the
1: district court judge can't overturn that. You're gonna win that case, you know. Let it be said here and now that that I said. Oh, it. thanks that, for the vote of confidence. The, you're, you're gonna win that one. That's a that's a good one.
0: Well, they've already put it off. I was supposed to go to trial. I was prepared for trial. And they put it off. It was supposed to be on
1: April seventeenth. It's been a month. For anyone who doesn't know the 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 facts behind this story, I mean Ian uh, he tried, was it three times to get in touch with the sheriff to get permission? Twice. 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 Twice.
0: Twice. And I used an agent. So I didn't uh, I didn't just leave a message, which if I'd called and left a message, they could just go, Well, I'm gonna get get a message message from you. you? So I'd known because I'd called this bureaucrat, this sheriff, before before my trespass ban. I'd called him once before to try to get a comment on a story of some sort that I was looking into and he never called me back. And so I knew this guy was going to be tough to get a hold of. Yeah. So I figured I don't want to leave a message for him. I want to have one of his own men take a message to him. That way his guy would have to essentially testify, if he were being honest, he would have to testify that I told him these things. Right? So that's what I did. I used the same bureaucrat twice and uh, and he says he will testify uh, to the fact that he delivered this message to this uh, the sheriff because I'm, sp- I'm supposed to ask the sheriff for
1: permission to come to the courthouse right which I I think that that may be legal under under slim circumstances but even if that is legal the fact that he didn't return your calls the fact that he ignored you effectively barred your access to the courts That's and, right. and the government can't keep you from coming to court I was just listening to a case yesterday about a uh, um, an oral argument where there's a prisoner in jail for life and they're trying to decide what to do with him because he files all these lawsuits right but you know even this guy has a hearing you know this guy who's uh you know he's uh i think he's in jail for murder mm-hmm. and he's filing all these appeals because what do you do when you're in solitary confinement and you're just annoyed well write
0: some stuff yeah, yeah exactly
1: but still i mean the the thing that this actually struck me as i was listening to this was that you know this guy's having a hearing you you are just like banned yeah. you know no no due process for ian
0: it's all a joke <laughs> i mean the whole the whole idea of free speech Uh, The whole idea of free assembly, of free press, at least in uh, Cheshire County, New Hampshire, it's an absolute joke. But I have a feeling that the same things would be happening in other places, maybe even worse, because the reason why, and you pointed this out earlier, the reason why this stuff is happening, it's not just me, it's other activists as well, Uh, the reason why it's happening is because we're active. Yeah. Because we are a thorn in their side, and we are not going away. In fact, the numbers are growing over time because of the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. And that really bothers them.
1: Well, I mean, if I were them, uh, you know, them, whoever they may be. You used to be them. Well, yeah, I guess so. I used to work for the government. But um, I think what I would want to do is find some middle ground and find a way to uh, make life less uh, less difficult. Like, the, this judge in uh, in Manchester for Garrett Ian from FreeConquer.org, from his trial, mm-hmm. the judge was really professional, you know? And the the uh, the court security people said please. The judge was polite. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if you're doing something... Respect
0: people's rights, act professionally, and then exactly. that solves the problem. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. Let's go to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Brad. Hello there.
5: Hi, guys. Hey, no, thanks. it's very interesting listening tonight to the... Uh, to be banned from the state store in a state that controls the liquor, you know, in a sense. Uh, bad fiscal policy, don't you
1: think? <laughs> well, <New> Ham- <laughs> Well, Frank, New Hampshire is uh, one of 18 states that directly controls the sale of liquor. Uh, yes. God, is there that many? 18, yeah. And so, uh, effectively, every single piece of, uh, or every single uh, item of alcohol that's purchased in this state has to originally have come from the Liquor Commission. You know, yeah, you know
5: what's interesting about it? You should take it, your tail to some of the uh, uh, liquor distributors that have to deal with the New Hampshire state store, whatever you call it. The uh, I know in Pennsylvania it's called the state store. The
0: There's state no way liquor. any uh, any liquor distributor is going to take because out it the would state.
5: Be, it would make a very interesting case in the sense that you probably, if this is upheld, you're probably the only person that can go in to other states, buy the liquor cheaper, bring it in without.
0: You actually can't get the liquor uh, cheaper anywhere else. Hang on, Frank. We'll come back with more here. Uh, 855-450-FREE. Sakel CAI toll-free line. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll free, bring up whatever's on your mind. 855 450 free. The SACL CAI toll free line, 1 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and you will find the features there cost you nothing. Archives, webcam, everything you can come across. It's all there right out in the open. You can, uh, you can contribute to the show if you want. There's some voluntary options to do that, but you can enjoy all the, the features there for free. At freetalklive.com, you can actually control the content of the site as well. So when you find something online that you think is interesting, you want to share with our listeners and the hosts of the show, you can submit it as show prep and then others vote on whether they like or dislike it and the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the site. So head over, get interactive, freetalklive.com. So we continue with Frank listening in New York. Frank, you're back on Free Talk Live with Ian and Brad. Go ahead with your thoughts.
5: Yeah, it's it's interesting that you're finding out now in New Hampshire that you don't have the right, the freedom of speech. You don't have the right to assemble. You don't have the right to travel unimpeded. I mean, it's just like what's happening all over this country mm-hmm. with you know the Patriot Act and the Homeland Security Act the National Defense Authorization Act of December of last year. So in a sense, uh, on one hand, I'm a little surprised because I had assumed New England sort of had that populist tradition of the town meetings and sort of, you know, everyone knows one another and sort of that, that community uh, with a high civic standard morality and duty. Nah, there's, but, there's uh,
0: thugs everywhere, man.
1: Hey, Frank... Well, um- that- Frank, what I see um, being a person who's lived in New Hampshire my whole life, um, what I see is that the government folks or people who work in government, uh, specifically with what's happening here in Western New Hampshire, which is, you know, like free keen and um, a lot of the uh, outside of the system, liberty activism. It just really seems to me that people in government think, oh, well, these people are annoying. So we're just going to, you know, we're just going to deal with them however we want. But the the fact is, the government has to respect the constitutional rights of everybody, not just the the people they like.
5: Correct. And that's actually what our federal government has to do. But it seems that our Senate and our Congress and our uh, judicial branch and our judges don't seem to see it that way, which tells me that it's time to do a house cleaning on a big way, on a big scale, on a grand scale. Well, hasn't it I been that way mention- for
1: many years? and uh,
5: like, It's it- been that way, but it's so corrupt now that uh, I really think the system will collapse before any change will occur within the system. Uh, what I wanted to say, too, is this. I've been wondering if any of your listeners have heard who will be giving the address, uh, the Lakeside Chat at Bohemian Grove, uh, the first uh, and second Sunday, Mornings of the uh, gathering. Uh, I'm wondering if Jeb Bush will be giving one of the addresses. <laughs>
0: uh, now, Bohemian Grove. This is uh, there's kind of a conspiracy theory around this Bohemian Grove, and I think there. You know, whether there's truth to it or not, it's definitely a weird situation. It uh, is
5: actually, and it's basically. It used to be 30 years ago. A, a group of wealthy, powerful men in government, banking, corporate circles, and unions uh, getting together getting drunk watching maybe you know Henry Kissinger and Nelson Rockefeller do uh, a little uh performance in drag after the dinner uh sort of bohemian kind of uh play and uh a lot of drinking a lot of public urination and things <laughs> you know watch for those yellow puddles in the uh by Have the you sequoia, been have you been Redwood. to
0: the gro- the uh, the grove Frank? Right.
5: I've actually been out there yes and I thought it was ridiculous, but, uh... Now, this you is... Know,
0: now, is it male only? Yes. At least okay. it was then. The Boys Club. Gotcha. And
5: what was interesting, I believe, uh, you know, some of the... Everyone wants to be recognized as an important person, but we know that some people are more important than others.
1: Well, speaking and of being uh, important, Frank, um I when was... When you wa- get
5: a bunch of powerful men that sort of uh, are attempting to relive their fraternity life in college and, uh... You know, sort of uh, just drink for two weeks and sort of uh, let off steam. Uh, you know, you get you get you you see undiminished ego on the grand scale. Oh,
0: I can only imagine. But, what were you going to uh, say, Brad? With, I was going
1: to. No ask,
5: one takes it seriously, I,
1: though. I was going to ask Frank if he would um, arrange for me to be inducted into the Illuminati. I mean, I think
5: actually, most... actually, I'd love to do that, but you're asked to be in it. There's no way you can. Uh, uh, ask for membership. Did I just You're blow actually, it? Actually, people will mention that they like you to meet some people. And,
0: Apparently, you, you know. don't know the right people yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> no right.
5: basically, we do know who the people are. It, most of the people are wealthy and powerful, and there are a few people like myself that are poor but brilliant. And I can even challenge Henry Kissinger in a debate and probably win. But you know what's interesting about it? The system is corrupt, and when the Illuminati does take over, I would say three-quarters of the membership will be sent to FEMA camps, because whenever you have sort of uh, a long-term
0: power grab... Wait, three-quarters of the Illuminati will be sent to FEMA camps? Oh, absolutely, because...
5: They're they're going to turn on their own? People... They have such tremendous egos, and they're jealous, and they hate one another, wow. but they work together, you know, for the common plan. But when that plan is put into position, mark my words, two-thirds of the Illuminati membership will be, you know, sent to the FEMA camp so you're or going down, exterminated. Then, right? Well, ex- you know, you it's, sort of, it's sort of like this. No one's going to live forever. Uh And uh, as I said, I'm there basically to watch and observe, you know, the decline of the civilization and the culture. And all I can say is this. The people that think they're going to run the show and that are going to dominate, if they didn't have their underlings doing 99% of the work, they couldn't even open up an envelope. And that's really the sad fact. So it's going to be interesting when these people attempt to... Seize power, and they're going to find out they're uh, sadly ill-equipped to do anything. Uh, you know, it's going to be sort of an eye-opening. And I assume that, as I said, within the first year of the uh, takeover of the New World Order, you'll see probably three quarters of the membership removed.
0: Frank, uh, thanks for the, the call tonight. To I, I appreciate hearing from you as always. Thank you very- I, I don't know whether to believe what he says, but it's fascinating. Always fascinating. 855-450-FREE. I mean, the guy claims he's in the, the Illuminati.
1: I know. I mean, how, many,
0: how many people do you meet? Of course, we haven't met Frank. But how many people do you uh, encounter
1: who claim that they are in the Illuminati? Well, I just figured I'd be, you know, bold and ask right out, be right out front. How to get in? Yeah, just ask him to have me inducted. He said he was going to come up. I think. I think Frank said he was going to come up to Porkfest one of these years. It was actually two years ago, I think yeah. he said, and I w- was looking for him and he wasn't there.
0: Yeah, he, he said he was going to come see us, so he didn't. I, mean, I would imagine he would come introduce himself if he did. Yeah. So maybe we'll get to see him and we can like, talk to him more about the, uh, the induction ceremonies because I bet they're really creepy.
1: I'm sure there's a robe, some sort of like dripping in the background. Have
0: and... you ever been inside a Masonic temple?
1: I have not. There, it is
0: the creepiest thing. One of the creepiest things I've ever come across. There is a Masonic uh, temple here in uh, in Keene, and it's right next to the library. And the upstairs still has the Masonic order like room with like induction room or whatever it is. I don't know what it's called, but you go in there and there's just this. It's like a throne room almost. So,
1: so it looks like the uh, Grafton County uh, Superior Court courtroom. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so, t- t- can you
1: describe what you're talking about? <clears throat> sure. There? It's like you walk into this grand, elegant room with this l- this large, circular ceiling, and it's just like it's it's all like you can feel the architecture. Like, fo- you know, the focal point is on that one person. Sitting in the elevated position,
0: it almost looks like the jet from some sort of super spacecraft thing coming down from the ceiling, like this big, uh, co- like yeah. spherical kind of, or ha- like a rocket. rounded, yeah, rocket. Yeah. Uh, and it's really, really creepy. And but not not quite as ornate. I get well, not quite as uh, large as as that room, but it was still a fairly large room. And I wish I could better describe it for you, but it was like a throne room with like. This weird candle thing in there, and it looked like know looked like somewhere you'd see a, a human sacrifice. And I, I know that like Masons aren't into that supposedly, they're just guys who like to build and be part of the community. But you had to wonder what kind of weird initiations or hazings or whatever it was that they were doing in there. It's still. As it was the last time it was used, whenever however long ago that was, however many years. 855-450 is Sekle C A I toll Freeline. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, just just saying it was bizarre. Kinda creeped me off. We're coming up. You take control. Free talk
3: live.
0: This is Free Talk Live Toll free number here 855-453 That's the SACL CAI toll free line 1-855-450-3733 You can join us on our website Head over to freetalklive.com Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there You can enjoy stuff like our webcam Watch, listen, and interact With other Free Talk Live listeners Go to cam.freetalklive.com That's where you'll find the webcam and the chat room built into the same page. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And speaking of cams, when it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. It's one of the places where you're most likely to encounter uh, the police. And usually, when you encounter them, they're not there to help you. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. It's the GPS black uh, Black Box Dash Cam. I have one of these products. They are really cool, and it's easy to use. You install it; it's not a difficult installation. I'm not one of these car whiz people. Like I can't, I changed my oil once a long time ago, and I vowed to never do it again. <laughs> uh, so, not one of those car guys, but I did manage to successfully install the Freedom Cam uh, in my car, and it has uh, video cameras recording in the front and inside the cab. Plus, there's a built-in microphone as well as GPS, which can record your driving route and speed, which can be, you know, very useful in trying to perhaps reconstruct an accident. Uh, so, this useful for that. Also useful for in- engaging with police. For traffic stops and all other driving incidents, you can protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. That's FreedomCam.net. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. So uh, there's a story here I saw over on Facebook. Someone posted this up there, and it looks like it's on a kind of a website I would really dig. It's called PurposeFairy.com, Ideas and Suggestions About Life. Now, this particular uh, story is 15 powerful things that happy people do differently. Because Free Talk Live is not necessarily a news show. Yeah, we talk about issues, but issues can also include life issues. Issues can include making your life better and happier in this case. So I'm looking here at the site and looking at the last the the previous article and the one that's that's coming after it on the, it's basically a blog site. Uh, give up your self, def- or excuse me, your self defeating self talk, and 18 simple truths no one told us while growing up. Sounds like a really useful site. Yeah. So here's 15 powerful things happy people do differently, and of course you're welcome to add in or comment here as is necessary at 855-453. What is the difference between happy people and unhappy people? Are you born unhappy? I would say no. Of course, it may be very obvious. Happy people are happy while unhappy people are unhappy, right? Well, that's correct. But we want to know what are the things that these people do differently. And that's why I've put together a list of things that happy people do differently from unhappy people. Number one, love versus fear. And this is an appropriate number one. This is a big one. Well, I can tell you for sure, says the article's author here at PurposeFairy.com, that those people who are really happy fear less and love a lot more. They see each moment, each challenge, each person as an opportunity to discover more about themselves and the world around them. You know, some people would say, uh, Brad, that there are only really two emotions out there, that there's love and there's fear. And that everything else is, is a subset, if you will, is, is based upon uh, one of those two emotions. And I think that the people that say that
1: have something. I think they're onto something. You think everything spawns from love and fear? Like yeah. Like there's nothing that doesn't come from love and fear?
0: I think so. As far as the emotions that, uh, that you feel, they're all hmm. sort of versions of, of love or fear. So anger is a fear-based fear. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. 800, excuse me, 855-450-FREE. Number two, acceptance versus resistance. Happy people understand that you can't really change a situation by resisting it, but you can definitely change it by accepting that it's there and by understanding that there might be a reason for its existence. When something unpleasant happens to them, they don't try to fight it, knowing that this will make the situation even worse, but rather they ask themselves questions like, what can I learn from this and how can I make this better? And they go from there, focusing on the positive rather than the negative. They always seem to see the glass half full, no matter what happens to them. So acceptance versus resistance. You know, another popular saying is uh, that what you resist persists. And I generally like that saying, but I don't think it's universal. So like, for instance, I'd love to just ignore the government people, but that doesn't seem to make them go away. And but then again, I also don't like the idea of coming from a point of resistance either. I think that's uh, that the term resistance is, is common in the, the liberty movement and in a lot of activist movements. Like, you know, you've got to resist the man, uh, that sort of thing. I'd rather hug the man. I'd rather, uh, you know, make a connection with the man on a more human level rather than resist. But on the other hand, a lot of the things that activists do up here would, by a lot of people, be termed as resisting. Like, is it resisting when you go to court and uh, make a case? Well, I guess it probably is, because you're certainly not accepting. You know, you're not just accepting what they what they throw at you. You're defending yourself to some extent. So I have trouble with that one personally, but I, I generally try to stay away from the idea of resisting and anything that feels like, like it's resisting.
1: Well, one thing I learned taking a keto is that, you know, you use so much energy to uh to stop something, uh you know, if you try to stop something head on You use so much energy just stopping it that you could get hurt, whereas if you take something negative and turn it into a positive and sort of work with it, it uh, generally works out much better.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, number three, forgiveness versus unforgiveness. Really happy people know that it's not healthy to hold on to anger. They choose to forgive and forget, understanding that forgiveness is a gift they give themselves first and foremost. Uh, The Buddha is quoted as saying, holding on to anger is like grasping at a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at someone else. You are the one who gets burned. And this is is a big one for me, at least. Over the last uh, several years, I have definitely turned towards uh, forgiveness because there's just so much to be angry about. And if you let the anger build up, then you become a really nasty person who's eaten up on the inside. And what good is that? I mean, how, how is that going to help anybody? How is it going to help you? How is it going to how is it going to improve the lives of anybody if if what you're doing is just stewing in your frustration and your anger at somebody who's wronged you. And maybe you've been wronged. Maybe they have really whoever the person is that you're angry at, maybe they've really you know screwed you over. Maybe you got fired. Maybe you uh you know your your loved one left you. Maybe something awful happened to uh, to somebody and the the person's not apologetic for it. There's so many different stories out there as far as, well, how somebody screwed you. I mean, certainly we just, uh, can't, I just came from a friend's trial today where she was found guilty by uh, this jury, jury of her so-called peers. It'd be easy to be angry at them. It'd be easy to be angry at the judge and all the bailiffs for being a part in this aggressive system. But is that going to get them to listen to you
1: if you're angry at them? Well, I mean, if you were only angry at me back when I was a police officer, I wouldn't, probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. Well, Exactly. Exactly. So,
0: forgiveness. Although, on the other hand, a forgif- a forgiveness is tricky. Because I have done, in the past, I've done the public forgiveness thing, and I've been excoriated for it. And I don't really do that anymore. Like, Mark kind of called me out on it, basically. Well, he called you out
1: saying you were, it comes off as condescending, right? Yeah, Yeah. essentially.
0: And that if somebody doesn't ask for forgiveness, then, uh, you know, it's, it's not right to give it to them. I, uh, I don't really care if anyone asks for it. But I still want to forgive people because I don't want to carry around that burden. I don't want to have that uh, that weight of having to feel bad about something. I can see how it could be misconstrued, though. 855-453. But you can still forgive somebody quietly and forgive yeah. them to yourself. 855-450-3733. You can take control about whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. Toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Bradley. And we invite you over to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a mobile site for those of you with a smartphone. Perhaps you'd like to access our live streams. And you'd like to do it quickly, go to m.freetalklive.com. M, as in mobile, You can drop by there and grab the uh, the broadband, the midband, or narrowband versions of the stream. And also, you can find the software that you need. Maybe you don't already have some on your phone. You'll find the, the appropriate software that you'll need to get tuned in. In fact, my favorite one, there's a few different ones we list there for you, but my favorite is TuneIn. It's a great app. Uh, so go to m.freetalklive.com. As we continue here with the 15 powerful things that happy people do differently, uh, just a brief recap. From PurposeFairy.com, love versus fear. You stay from a stay in a position of love. Try to avoid fear. Try to reject fear. Fear is inevitable unless you're like a master, like you know the Buddha, somebody who can completely uh, ha- have control over their emotions and, and thoughts. Uh, inevitably, fear is going to come up in your life, but it's a good idea to try to get past it and move back to a, a position. <clears throat> excuse me, a position of coming from love. Number two acceptance versus resistance three forgiveness versus unforgiveness and then four is trust versus doubt we haven't gotten to that one yet but first let's talk to jimmy listening in indie to wxnt hey jimmy
7: yeah the way i see it is you know i had three heart attacks and almost died three times so i look at it this way what else can they do to me
0: when you, when you say they I, I don't know what you mean
7: i meant the world in general i see So I have this attitude, a cavalier attitude of live and let live, you know. As it should be. Getting angry about things, you can't change it. I found that out the hard way.
0: Do you feel that uh, the heart attacks were as a result of you being angry?
7: They were were a result of uh, stress and so forth that I was under at work. That was part of it. And the other part was my health was failing at the time and I didn't know it. But what it taught me was not to sweat the small stuff. I mm-hmm. see people get upset about the least little thing, and I just laugh it off anymore because it just doesn't make any sense. Absolutely. After what I been through, you know, it's you know.
0: I'm sorry it's, it's it took that revelation. to happen. Uh, I'm sorry it took that to happen in your life for uh, for you to make that change. But better late than never. That's
7: true. But you know. Sometimes things happen to you and you get a revelation or what they call an epiphany. Absolutely. Me it was an epiphany
0: in my life. I love it. Great story, Jimmy. Anything else you want to share? No, that's all I want to say. Thanks for the call, man. I certainly appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. They say that heart attacks, uh, they, I don't know who they are, but they do say these things about heart attacks, that uh, you're, you're likely to get a, if you're an angry person, you're more likely to get a heart attack. Similarly, yeah. if you're a worrying person, you're more likely to get cancer.
1: Well, I mean, I just I think anyone can understand why a guy like Dick Cheney would have such a bad heart.
0: I don't know Dick Cheney and I don't want to know him. I can only imagine. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, if you if you keep yourself in a point of fear or anger, yep. Is it any surprise that you might manifest in your body some sort of negative health condition? Yeah. Because mind over matter, right? I mean, you look at uh at For instance, you look at the uh, the effect of the placebo, which is sugar pill. But if you tell somebody it's uh, medicine that's going to heal them, then oh, all of a sudden it heals them. Yeah. Because there's probably right. There's more to it in your mind than anything else. The power of positive thinking. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what we're focusing on here tonight, at least at this point. But you can always bring up anything that you want. Uh, Alice is in Indy, listening to WXNT. Alice, what's on your mind tonight?
4: Hi. Um, several things, actually. You were talking about the key to happiness. Um, I've been married 30 years, and that's one key. And the other key... Wait, you mean just being started.
0: married is a key to happiness?
4: <laughs> um, a happy one, yep.
0: Okay, very um, good, because I know a lot of people that are uh, not so happy.
4: I <laughs> would say something else. Um, no, we discovered that. My husband and I, when we were 17, key to happiness for us is being able to make money doing what you love. Oh,
0: man, that's an, that's an important one.
4: Absolutely. Or- I mean, that's why I was calling. I could not resist. Commenting, I've never called before. I love your show. Libertarian, we both are. I've 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 never called before, but I'm sitting here right now. Uh, We're both writers, so we again make money doing what we love. Well, but
0: usually you don't start making money doing what you love, right? Like when you started writing, it probably wasn't too lucrative for you.
4: No, no, not at all. But but there but there's a uh, that that most American thing doggedness. I mean, you you hang on, you dig your teeth in, and you hang on, and you don't let go. And and it, if you don't have a goal, everybody I know who doesn't have a goal is miserable. Uh, I mm. mean, you you've got to have a road laid out in front of you. I and, agree and completely. We, I mean, I mean, when we got out of, we used to be in production and advertising, and when we got into writing, I mean, we loved them both. But neither was easy to get started with. I mean, those are two things that are not easy to get started with. And now, well, it's like I was saying, we've got between us, we've got six books under our belt. Wow. And I'm sitting here right now working on a book, a textbook version of one of our books, about conspiracism. And, and you were discussing with this guy about anger and rage and how being an, an incessant conspiracist, can can bring about anger and rage because it makes you feel helpless. Oh yeah. But, oh, I mean, it makes you feel like everything is beyond you. You can't take part in the government. You can't make things better. It's just it's us versus them. And, and I'm glad you brought that so up,
0: Alice, because it's my biggest one of my biggest critiques about the conspiracy theory of people right. is that they're constantly right. mired in yep. negativity and they're constantly mired yep. in paranoia and yep. uh, they're mired in defeatism because they as you're yep. pointing out they believe that everything is this big grand conspiracy the exactly. world the world is being run by you know 80 p- 80 people or you know the exactly. Bohemian Grove or this and that and that they're exactly. all getting together to try to control everybody and yep. uh, it just makes it makes those kind of yep. people want to go yep. and uh, hide out in their mom's basement
4: I- exactly i mean I-, I heard the guy talking about the bohemian grove and it's bizarre i'm working right now i the Word of God, on the Bohemian Grove, which we've already done one book uh, that contained a lot of information about it. And all it is is a place for powerful guys to go urinate against big evergreens and have a good time. But <laughs> but the Alex Joneses of the world, I mean, no offense, because I know you guys share a lot of stations, um, and a lot of guys on television who make a lot of money doing it, um, they, they've turned it into something else in the same way that they've turned Freemasonry into something else. Because that was the point at which I heard I, I heard... Freemasonry, the hall is a very creepy place, and I just thought, that's it, I'm calling. Yeah. <laughs> because my husband... It is creepy.
0: Um, I don't know if you've ever been into one of those places. I, oh, but...
4: many, many times. My, my husband is the dark overlord of the world Freemasonic conspiracy. You don't know that. <laughs> I mean, that that's what got him started writing. He wrote his first book, Don't Laugh, because it's been a huge seller. We'll be getting checks for this when we're old and gray. His first book was Freemasons for Dummies. And it was a huge success, because there was just nothing out there. The first time I tried to research Freemasons 20 years ago, there was just nothing. Mm. And his book hit first, it hit hardest, it hit best, right when Dan Brown's Next book was going to be about so, Freemasonry. So, what do
0: people need to know about uh, this? I mean, Freemasonry thing. What's it really all about? Is it just about guys getting together to build stuff and like support the community, or is there something sinister? And,
4: and and women too. It's it's unfortunate that feminine Masonry has not taken on has has not done well in America. We just got back. My husband has spent the last eighteen months fighting stomach cancer,
7: mm, so he
4: hasn't been. He's usually on the road constantly selling his books. Now he's back on the road. Um, he just made thirty third degree last year, so of course he'll be waiting at the base of the Washington Monument when the reptilian aliens land to take <laughs> over the universe. But I mean, he gets interviewed a lot on television. I I do too, but not as often as as he does. So what? When one, I, Okay.
0: So give. How do people find out about your books?
4: Oh, uh, actually, uh, just look up um, Chris Hodat, H O D is in David. A P P is in Paul. And his he, and he's all over the place. <laughs> cool, Alice. Thanks for
0: the call. Don't hesitate to call again. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Good comments. Eight five five four fifty free. David is in Indy listening to W X N T. Hey, David. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight?
2: Well, apparently living in Indy is one of the keys to happiness. I think I'm the third caller from from here. But my um, thought it was on the forgiveness thing. Uh, kind of a half comment, half question. Yeah. What are the What's the definition of forgiveness and do you really have a blank slate and a start over afterwards in the respect of like a convicted thief? Um, would he or she uh, be allowed to work at a bank after they're forgiven or have like a child molester? That's a convicted. good question.
0: Hold that thought. We'll bring you back here in a moment, David. eight five five four fifty free is the toll-free number here. Remaining moments are next. You're still welcome to bring in whatever's on your mind or comment on happiness, some of the keys to happiness. We've been touching on them here tonight. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. What about forgiveness? One eight five five four fifty three. five four fifty-free. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. Bring whatever you want, toll-free, eight five eight five five four fifty three. four fifty-free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. We do have enough time for you and your thoughts. Should you make the call now? Tonight, with you in the studio, it is Ian here. And Bradley. 1-855-450-3733. We've been sharing with you a story from PurposeFairy.com, the 15 powerful things that happy people do differently. What what sets those happy people apart from people who are angry all the time? Well, there's some obvious stuff like love versus fear. People coming from a position of love rather than fear. That's important. Acceptance versus resistance forgiveness versus unforgiveness. In fact, David is with us listening to WXNT and Indy. And David, you had some questions uh, or some observations uh, about forgiveness?
2: Yes, sir. Um, Go ahead. Kind of the uh, the boundary and definition of it, um, say you're my friend and you, you steal from me and admit so, um, or a thief that's convicted, I forgive them and bring them back into my social circle per se, but should they be allowed to work at a bank or, or would I, I probably won't be loaning you money in the future so it is a relative consequence and long term part of forgiveness
0: well i think it you know obviously it depends on the situation if you're talking about uh, somebody who has wronged another person you really want to forgive somebody as the article points out here to uh, to give a gift to yourself you're forgiving that person for you so like if you're the person they victimized with their thieving Uh, Then you're forgiving them, so you don't hold anger in your heart towards them anymore in the future. Maybe move from a position of anger to a position of pity. Uh, You know, like this person is so sorry and so sad that they, you know, stooped to stealing from their friend. Uh, That's a better position than being angry at the person. So shifting, right? I love that idea. Right, shifting your uh, your viewpoint slowly from uh, step to step. But just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean you have to forget. Uh, I don't think that they're one in the same you don't want to forget about who the scam artists are and who uh, the people are out there that you know might possibly hurt you or or have hurt somebody else and you know, you don't want to put yourself in a position where those people are trusted. So forgiveness right. doesn't necessarily mean letting them into your web of trust. If they have been trusted before and have now given you a reason to no longer trust them, uh, you can forgive them. You can forgive them, but that's just a personal thing you're doing to move on. Uh, you're really just kind of moving on from that relationship. I would say that unless that person's relationship is valuable in some other way, uh, it's there's value in not forgetting what they've done to people.
2: And one could say, couldn't they, like, a, a, a lost element of compassion that we forget about is showing the error of one's ways. Is that, is that attached or related in some way to forgiveness or a part of compassion? The opposite of, opposite of that would be apathy, if you don't care. But uh, compassion, true compassion, would be showing you that you're messing up.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, th- I think it's, it's important to let people know when they've screwed up, because otherwise, how are they going to learn? Cool. David, thanks, thanks for the for call, call and the thoughts. Appreciate it. Number four, trust versus doubt. These are some of the things that, uh, that happy people do differently from angry people. They trust themselves and they trust the people around them. No matter if they are talking about the cleaning lady or the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company, somehow they always seem to make the person they're interacting with feel like there is something unique and special about them. They understand that beliefs come, become self-fulfilling prophecies, and that because of that, they make sure to treat everybody with love, dignity, and respect, making no distinctions between age, sex, social status, color, religion, or race. And these are the great men that Mark Twain was talking about when he said, keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that. But the really great make you feel that you too can become great. What do you think about that, Brad?
1: I think that's pretty inspiring.
0: Number five, meaning versus ambition. They do things that they do because of the meaning that it brings into their lives and because they get a sense of purpose by doing so. They understand that doing what you love is the cornerstone of having abundance in your life. And this goes back to what uh lady from uh, Indianapolis was talking about that it's important to be able to hopefully make some money off of doing what you
1: love. I mean, wouldn't that be the ideal situation for you? I used to love my former job, you know. I mean, it's if you if you have fun while you're making money, it's 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 a no-brainer. You can't beat it. No, it's you can't the beat best. It. But sometimes you have to put in, you know, you got to pay
0: your dues. Yep. Right? So, it, for every talk live here, every, people that are just coming to the show, they'll see, oh, yeah, you guys got over 100 stations, and uh, you seem to be doing pretty well. But for years, this show didn't make a dime. You've been doing this for a while. Yeah, this almost almost a decade. Not quite, but uh, coming up on our, our first decade doing this program. And it took five or six years before we actually started to make any kind of profit at uh, this program. So, if you... If there is something that you'd like to make money off of that you love, you should be doing it. Whether you make money yet or not, maybe it's going to take you a little while to figure out how to monetize your hobby. But if you're not doing it a little bit, if you're not doing it sometime, I mean, obviously, if you've got to work, you've got to work. you got to do what you got to do. But there's still time that you've got off, and maybe those that's the time you can focus on, as our caller pointed out, she likes to write. Uh, so maybe that's the time you can focus on your writing, or your creating, or your programming, or, or whatever it is that you, you're interested in. So, going on here, uh, as Dr. Wayne Dyer puts it, doing what you love is the cornerstone of having abundance in your life. And they care more about living a life full of meaning, rather than what in our modern society we would call living a successful life. The irony here is that most of the time they get both, success and meaning. Just because they choose to focus on doing the things they love the most. And they always pursue their heart's desires. Because if you're not doing that, what are you living for? Nothing. Right. If you're not pursuing what you want, what's the point? Is it just to sit here and collect some breaths and eat some food and take crap and then go to sleep? I mean, is that, you know, is that the point of life? Why not pursue what it is that interests you? Let's continue. Uh, they're not motivated by money. They want to make a difference in the lives of those around them and in the world. But guess what? As it's pointing out here, it, as it turns out, if you make a difference in someone's life, someone else's life, then the money comes, it comes along. You help somebody get what they want, and you'll get what you want. Number six, praising versus criticizing. Happy people would probably agree with Carl, Carl Jung's theory on resistance. What you resist not only persists, but will grow in size. They don't criticize the absence of the behavior they want to re- reinforce, but rather every time the behavior is present, even if it's not that often, they know that by praising the person and the behavior, they will actually reinforce the positive behavior. I gave an example of doing this today when the uh, the bureaucrats – when we were finished up with Kate's trial at uh, the Superior Courthouse, even though it wasn't the most positive outcome, she was still found guilty uh, – I complimented the bureaucrats on the way out the door i I said to the security agents I said, you know I just want to thank you for being uh cordial or I said uh, thank you for uh, something
1: like being cordial and uh and you know I complimented them for being nice well to anyone who uh who hears you saying that you know I mean there's a reason why the uh the, <laughs> the relationship with court security out here in Keene is tedious and it's not because you're impolite you know I mean it's because you're being treated
0: poorly it's true and but it's still important even if somebody's treating you poorly to try to uh, you know try to see the good in them try to uh, to compliment them
1: it's not always easy
0: when a parent wants to make sure that uh, his 7 year old boy will learn always learn to put the toys back in the box after he's Done playing with them, he'll make sure not to focus on the many times the child won't do it, criticizing him and his behavior, but rather every time the little boy does put the toys back. The parent will praise him and his behavior, and that's exactly how he will reinforce the positive behavior, and in the end, getting the wanted results. And that worked for my parents, too. We did the star charts where uh, they'd give you like a little gold star, or silver star, or something like that, and then you know if you did the right things on the each day of the week, you'd get a silver star, and then if you made it through the whole week or two weeks or however long the chart was for, then you'd you know take you out and get you a transformer or something like that, right? There'd be some sort of goal, get ice cream, some something nice would come uh, at the end of that if you got enough of the stars. Challenges versus problems. Number seven on the list of 15 powerful things happy people do differently. Happy people will see problems as challenges, as opportunities to explore new ways of doing things, expressing their gratitude for them, understanding that underneath them all lies many opportunities that will allow that person to expand and to grow. And a lot of us have encountered those times in our lives when things have been pretty tough. And it seemed like there was no way out. But in reality, I think what you'll find is if you look in the right perspective, you'll find that life gives you the tools that you need. You'll find that life will pre- pre- present you with the, uh, the people and the opportunities and the things and the ideas and the, uh, you know, the, the actions that you need to overcome whatever that challenge might be. It's not always easy to keep a
1: positive attitude, though.
0: No doubt. <laughs> and, as uh, the bigger the challenge is, the more the more difficult that can become. but but this stuff takes practice. And by the way, there's still another eight more of these things that we can go through. I'd like to put the rest of it on hold till uh, tomorrow night because we're running short on time here. But this is really important stuff, and it does take practice. And even people who are practiced at it aren't
1: perfect. I mean, I still get angry, and I don't like getting angry. I haven't seen you get angry, uh, like, in doing your activism for quite a while. It's been quite a long time since I've seen you. Well, get-
0: that's good. That yeah. must mean it's working uh, to some extent. But it's yeah. still something where you've got to be aware of what you're thinking and what you're doing and question yourself.
4: Hey,
1: Brad, thanks for being here today. Hey, thanks for having me.
0: All right. Uh, and you, by the way, can see more Brad over at freekeen.com. You're one of our bloggers there and doing all kinds of legalish things uh, that are very interesting. Uh, so once again, freekeen.com. Look for Brad there. We'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. We'll talk more about the 15 powerful things that happy people do differently at that time. See you then.
1: What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can
6: restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com.